0: So who talks first?
1: You talk first? I talk first. At last, we will reveal ourselves to the Jedi. At last, we will have revenge. Always do, they are Good. Twice the pride. Double before. You and the Chosen One! I don't know if you forgot who we are, but we're back. Rollon Gaming is here. Welcome back to our channel. Welcome back to Discussions about star wars unlimited my name is kevin and joining me as always is my brother corwin how are you today corwin
0: doing great man excited to talk about all these spoilers man so many of them we've gotten the past
1: couple weeks you know i tell you we take just an extra week off and we're thinking (laughs) you know it's gonna be fine there's gonna be a couple things here and there the game doesn't come out for five more months no we get a deluge so that's what this episode is about we are going to do a massive spoiler review of all the things we missed. Uh, It's going to be great because a lot of these cards are really, really exciting. Now that the, now that FFG has sort of gotten the starter exclusive and the sort of base level cards out of the way, it seems like everything that drops now is a banger. And we're reaping the benefits of that by being able to see it, apply it to the game, add it to the list. I mean, we're almost halfway to the full set one of cards from Sparkle Rebellion, one hundred and seventeen cards spoiled. That's crazy.
0: Yeah, we're getting there. It's definitely coming up on on that fifty percent mark. So, yeah, definitely excited to talk about some of these. I think we've um, we yeah, you know, we've seen a lot in aggression, obviously this month. So, uh, definitely excited to to kind of, kind of expand on the on the different aspects here, but. Yeah, I think we've, we've got some good stuff incoming.
1: Well, let's get right into it Let's get into the good stuff because uh, you know, we're 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 getting after it, man I mean, this is this <laughs> is aggression month and we're gonna be aggressive about talking about these spoilers. All right So let's let's start with the base um, the the FFG Twitter account every aspect month has been doing a gradual reveal of of units bases uh, events and upgrades and so we have a base to talk about which is Tarkintown this was sort of seen in a game genic image. Um but Tarkintown is here. It's the twenty-five health red base. Um and for that minus five health you get the epic action of dealing three damage to a damaged non leader unit. Now, where does this stack up in your hierarchy of twenty five health bases?
0: Um, I think it's it's I, I kind of look at them very similarly. So I just, I don't know how much that trade-off is going to be worth it. Um, Three damage for five health on your side. I think if you're finishing off a unit, it feels pretty good. Um, But with it being non-leader, it's, um, you know, it's it's probably something that's going to be more impactful maybe later on in the game. Um, So, I mean, I think it fits the aggression mold. I just am not... Super excited about it for the five health trade off. At least not yet.
1: I think if you're if you're playing in single aspect and you're playing this with Vader, um, you know you're going to be able to proc this pretty easily because of his ability. Um, it might go well early game if you're trying to knock your opponent's tempo off, and you're able to get some damage but not kill a thing. Um, again, late game, you know you're all you're all, you're almost always going to be trying to finish off something that's going to deal quite frankly, more than five damage to you because that's when the trade-off becomes a lot more apparent. You know, if you've got something that's a, you know, that's a five, six or a six, seven, like an ATST and an ATST has damage on it, but you're within three, you're saving yourself six damage at least by using Town to get rid of it. I, I don't think it, uh, transcends the energy conversion lab for me. Uh, I still think if I'm playing a 25 health base right now, it's that one, um, just because of the the um, the ambush aspect. But I like it better than Security Complex, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think I think this one falls squarely in the middle for me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I just will need to see how effective that three damage really is. But it, yeah, it's it's going to be another timing and sequencing thing to really make the most out
1: of it. So we've seen vigilance you get a shield we've seen command you get uh to ambush out a a unit we've seen now aggression you're dealing damage to a damaged unit cunning month is next month any thoughts what could we see for the 25 health cunning base
0: yeah um some interesting options there um i think Maybe uh, a unit exhaust or a re- something with a resource. Mm-hmm. Although command Command has, has been doing a lot with resources too. Mm-hmm. So I could see both of those things being, um, you know, being potential options for for a cunning base. But I don't know. I mean, even the exhaust unit that feels pretty powerful for just five health. I was so. going to say
1: it feels real powerful and it would catapult it to the yeah. top of the ranks right away for me. Yeah,
0: yeah. So that might be a little bit of a stretch, but um i think something along those lines potentially um just kind of
1: manipulating
0: actions Mm -hmm. of your opponents could potentially be a theme there
1: yeah yeah i I do also want to throw out potentially getting a discount on an event and there's a reason why i say Mm -hmm. that and we'll get to that uh, in just a little bit because it does seem like events might be pretty important to uh to cunning but uh let's move on from tarkin town we're, jury's still out on, on Tarkintown. Let's let's move on to the unit that was revealed in the in the the card fan of four For aggression month and that was Cantina Braggart. This is a one-cost single aspect aggression ground unit For that one resource you're getting a zero three uh, Underworld unit uh, This is a common and it has raid two uh, Right away. I mean, it's pretty obvious this goes in a grand inquisitor deck, but does it go anywhere else?
0: I mean, I'm always going to be interested at uh, one cost options. So for me, yes, I would be looking at this card just standardly. Um, you know, three three uh, defense is pretty good for one. Um, so you know, it's gonna it's gonna be something that is you know giving you a little bit of uh, of tank for what you're paying, and then if you can. Increase the raid two off of you know something else that maybe tags on with with the underworld keyword there or um, you know another option that's boosting your units. I think you know you can get a lot of value out of this card at one. It's not going to do a whole a ton of work, but it's a really good early game unit. I think.
1: Yeah, I don't have a ton to say about this other than I like it because it's one cost. I don't like it because we don't have an underworld tribal yet. So if that yet. ever if that ever yet yet is correct. If that ever comes into play, I'll be a lot happier about it. I mean, I, I I tend to be I tend to favor tribal more than you know non-tribal. But uh, you know, I mean that being said, you know, the Grand Inquisitor is not underworld, and I'm putting this up uh, three of this in every in every deck because he's gonna be able to ready and hit your base right away, which is there's nothing wrong with that. Yep, I agree. Not much more to say about Cantina Braggart, solid card, uh in the right situation. Uh so let's continue here and move on to the Disabling Fang Fighter, another single aspect aggression unit. Uh, For three resources, you're getting a Mandalorian Vehicle Fighter as a space unit, three attack, two HP. Uh, When played, you may defeat and upgrade. Now this card, despite not being Imperial or Rebel, I think this card has a lot of use because of that ability. That ability is super versatile. Um, and I think that's something that people are going to want is upgrade removal in in this game.
0: Yeah, let's say more about that. Are we thinking that because some of the upgrades that we've seen so far are going to be that widespread, or
1: well, we're thinking are... that primarily because experience and shields are upgrades. That's okay. that's why we're thinking that. So yeah, you know, if you can get rid of a of a Vader saber or a fallen lightsaber with this, great. But if you can't, then you know, getting rid of somebody's shield, if you're playing against a Luke deck or another vigilance type deck that gives shields, uh, or you know, uh that that one experience that could that could knock out your sentinel or whatever, um, that seems pretty good. And then also, you know, a little bit of a corner case here, but it's definitely one that's been discussed. If your opponent entrenches you, you can use the disabling fang fire to, to get rid of that entrenched.
0: Yeah, no, that that makes sense. Um yeah, I mean I guess, you know, that that definitely has applications and I think will will certainly add to the value of the card. I just I just feel like I'm still mostly underwhelmed by what we're seeing in space at this point, and this card is kind of falling in the same line. I just I just don't see it as being um you know as good of an option as you could get for, you know, a ground unit for three. So I think you know, I, th- I think that, yeah, certainly the, the one-plate effect will help its its cause, but I still think that this is probably a an inferior option to some other things you could spend three on.
1: Well, we'll see if you're still thinking that way at the end of the video, but um, but I agree that we've seen plenty of uh, three-cost three-fours in ground, and you're getting a three-two here. Um, so the, the, the cost curve in space versus ground still does exist, um, but it does feel a lot better if you can remove a shield or something else that's causing you a lot of problems with the disabling Fangfire. So so let's move on to the Wampa. Uh, shout out to a specific podcast that uh, likes this card very much. Uh, this is a four-cost uh, aggression ground unit. Uh, it is a creature, uh, and you are getting a four-five overwhelm unit. Um, I like it. There's not a ton to say here. It's similar to how there wasn't a ton to say with ATST when that was revealed. You know, it's a big stick with overwhelm. And you're looking to increase its damage. Um, you're looking to hit damaged units, you're looking to hit weaker units so that you can remove stuff and then, you know, remove uh, you know, add damage to a base. What I will say is if you ever wanted one of your units to get entrenched, this is it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just just a very standard card here. Um, like you said. Not much to say. It's it, it's pretty pretty straightforward and not not a whole lot of nuance to it. So yeah. I think four for a four five is fine. Overwhelm, you know, decent bonus, but it's not going to be this this world beating card.
1: I think Overwhelm is going to have a really key role early on in Star Wars Unlimited because I do think that that if you're not playing an aggression, or even if you are, but you're playing a, a third aspect. Sentinels are going to have a lot of power level early because you're going to you people are going to be figuring out the best ways To protect your base and the best ways to protect your other units. Maybe your high value units Sentinels really the only way to do that at this point except for you know You've got the unit Sabine that has some some weird interactions with not being able to be attacked Um, But I think that Sentinel is going to have a pretty strong presence early and because of that I think overwhelm units are going to have more value than maybe they will later on, uh, because you're going to be able to break through that sentinel and get damage onto the base. Now I know the other way you can do that is saboteur. I don't actually know how many saboteur units we're going to get. We're going to see. We're going to see some later, but I, I don't know. I, it remains to be seen. But overwhelm to me has a little bit more value than I think maybe others might realize
0: i think that's fair and i certainly don't don't mind it being on the wampa here I just wish that he had more than four attack because <laughs> yeah. the the four is is not going to really kind of punch over up and over um a lot of units like it just it doesn't feel like a thing you're going to be regularly doing putting a unit to one or two hp um so i i don't know it, it's it it feels like it's bring, bringing limited value but we'll see We'll see how it plays out in the actual game.
1: Would you rather this be a 5 cost 5-6? Five yes. Okay, good to know. Uh, so we'll move on to a, a card that I think is really good, speaking of saboteurs. Uh, the Fighters for Freedom. This is a 3 cost ground unit in aspect, uh, in, aspect in aggression heroism. Uh, you're getting a 3-4 rebel trooper with saboteur. And when you play another aggression card, you may deal one damage to a base. Three of. Put it in. I got 47 more cards to put in my deck, but that's three. That's a three. It's in. Have at it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, spoiler alert, Kevin. We have a lot more spoilers to talk about, but this one's going to be my favorite.
1: The bunch. Wow. Wow. Wow, that's a that's an I, early call. We got eleven more of these it's to an talk early about, call. and you're and you're labeling a, <laughs> fighters for freedom. Wow. Okay. Tell I, I I really
0: like this card a lot. Mm-hmm. I really like this card a lot, mm-hmm. and it it plays exactly into the argument I was just making against disabling Fang Fighter. Like I would just much rather pay three for this card in ground mm-hmm. than the Fang Fighter in space. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got the four health, which is nice for three. The Saboteur. So you were just talking about Saboteur getting through Sentinel. To me, aggression decks really want saboteur, because they're going to be all about hitting the base, and you want to make sure that that damage is impactful at all times. Mm -hmm. So I think saboteur carries extra weight when it's on an aggression card, personally, based on what we've seen so far. And then to top it off, you're doing more damage as you're playing more um, aggression cards from your hand. So I think that all together makes a really, really nice package for this card that um to me leaves it super efficient at three and is going to be you know a really stable force for you in the ground arena i i really like this card
1: a lot do you like it enough to pay five for it out of aspect uh five is a tough call um
0: you know i i think it's probably viable but so i'll give you an example i don't think i don't think overwhelmingly just like on the surface, I, I think I'd have to pass on it at 5.
1: So I'll give you an example. Let's say you were playing the aforementioned uh, r- single aspect Vader aggression deck, mm-hmm. right? And your entire deck is going to be made up of either villain cards or aggression cards. Mm-hmm. Um, a better example might be something like IG-88 or the Grand Inquisitor because the ability is not as dependent on on specifically villainy cards like it is with Vader's uh with Vader's action. Um if you know that the majority of of what you're playing is going to be red cards, do you think it's enough value paying the extra two for this, knowing that you're gonna be attempting to uh deal multiple damage to a base uh with the ability on Fighters for Freedom? I don't I know the that pro- the answer is no.
0: Yeah, I, I could see an argument for it. I think that there are definitely worse cards you could choose to pay the penalty for. I think the issue becomes, if you're going to five, that means that you probably need to get three or four triggers minimum of the of the of uh, the ability. And that is a tough ask, because as good as this card is, it's, you know, four health is an open fire, you know? Um, and so I just, I don't know that, I I don't know that, um, that getting to five is, is going to have it create that same value for you because a lot of that value is tied up in the ability. But at the same time, again, like I said, there are, there are worse options you could choose. So I don't think I'm paying five for it in a Vader deck, Mm. but I see the
1: argument. Yeah. I, I think... I think this is one of those where it does present an interesting argument because that ability is so good. And like you said, if you're trying to deal damage to a base, this is the way to do it. Um so you know, getting that extra base damage is gonna be pretty crucial. Uh let's talk about aggression. No, not, not the aspect, the card. Yeah, the the card that's that talks about the aspect. Anyway, aggression. Uh this is our legendary uh double aspect card of the uh of the month. Um, it's called aggression and it's got it's four costs just like the rest of them Uh, two aspects of aggression Um, you get to choose uh, two out of four things in any order just like the rest of them What separates this one from the rest of them is that this is on par with some of the best art in the game Um, vigilance was great because it was the anakin, um art which was really cool Commands art wasn't as good. I don't think but I mean this one especially when you see it in hyperspace Is uh, it's up there it really is. I mean, it's this perfectly yeah. captures uh, aggression. So what do you get to choose to do on this legendary card? You get to choose two of any of these things. You get to draw a card. You can defeat up to two upgrades. Uh, again, that counts for experience and shields. You can ready a unit with three or less power. And you can deal four damage to a unit. So what's the ideal uh, option uh, selection here, Corwin?
0: Yeah, Always context-dependent. But I can't see myself ever using this card to draw personally. Okay. Um, so for me, it's I mean, obviously, the upgrades are um, are if you know <laughs> you have to actually have your opponent actually has to have them on the field. I'm pretty sure I'm always writing a unit as long as I have one in play because mm-hmm. that's super powerful. Mm-hmm. And then probably the four damage. Um, there might be a corner case where, you know, Luke's got his saber on and he's got some damage on him. And I just, you know, take the saber away and then deal the four and get him off the field, you know, something like that, some equivalent to that scenario. So it, it is very context dependent, like I said. But I just don't see myself ever drawing a card. I don't know that that's, that I'm getting enough value out of that unless they're just, you know, the, the enemy's, you know, board is clean. But if that's the case, I'm probably not even playing this card. I'm just holding it until I can kind of deliver more value from it.
1: I'll agree that drawing the card is uh, probably the the worst of the four options, um, but I think if you know, I think it, I'm glad that it's there because it provides a universal use that isn't context dependent, right? So, you know, there could be a there could be a world in which there are no upgrades on the board except maybe even yours, right? And then so so that doesn't work. You could if you get this late game. You know, you may not have any three power units. You may have fours and and whatever. So that doesn't work. If you're drawing a card late game and replacing this and maybe getting a little bit closer to that unit or that event that you need, at least that's always online. You know, you're never going to be in a situation where you just can't use three of these things because of draw a card. You're always going to be able to deal four damage. And if you're not, and I think more than that, if there's no units on the table, then you're not playing this more than if the only option, the other option you have is to draw a card, then you're not playing this. Because again, replenishing itself while not amazing for, you know, what you're getting, you know, what you could potentially get for the rest of this. If if open fire cost one more to add draw a draw card to it, would you play it?
0: yeah I, that I mean that's that's fair mm-hmm. that is of course assuming that you know there are units on the field yeah. um but yeah i mean i I still think that the four damage is is a really strong option Oh, for sure um and maybe if you're you know if you're really trying to dig for something the draw can help there but I just don't see it as being um, being as viable no. there's no question that the card is good regardless and so. You know it, it's i mean it's definitely better than open fire mm. but you also have to have the extra aggression aspect to play it which is part of the reason why i'm like well drawing a card doesn't feel great if you know so if i'm like if i'm building around this card and specifically putting into aggression um uh, aspect icons because i want to play it then I, won't, I want more value than than a draw
1: well uh uh Tyler parent on the ffg live stream did say that aggression wants to draw cards, but I, I, I I'm, I'm not arguing with you that it's the worst of the four options. I'm not doing that um,
0: Yeah, maybe maybe once we see more of the draw mechanic flesh mm-hmm. out um, My tune will change but for now I just don't I don't think I'm using it for draw
1: quickly I'll ask you the same question that I asked you for Tarkin town. Where does this fall in your double aspect legendary? tier list
0: Ooh, um that is a tough one i think i did say quickly yeah. yeah you you did i i mean i think it's it's tough because i think there there are so many good like all of these cards are are super impactful and they should be cuz you're you're asking someone to bring an extra icon like same icon right um i just think that for me it it really is it's probably this one or the what's the vigilance vigilance yeah um i think it's one of those two yeah. for me i
1: think i think, this one is definitely really good i think vigilance is is i don't think any of them are 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 third place i think vigilance is tied with with this one and then command is right behind it because yeah. because the the base seal is really is really what you're playing the vigilance one for and, the, mm-hmm. and I, I love the resource aspect of the command one so yes know, i think Agreed. i think you're not going wrong if you're playing any of these but i do i don't think you're going to play double aspect just to play any of these you need some more help in double aspect and maybe we'll get that we've got which we'll get i'm we'll sure got we will. <laughs> more than 120 <laughs> cards left so i'm not going to do that math don't ask me to do it uh, all right, let's move forward. Uh, so we've got two spoilers here from uh, our friends over at the Unplayable Podcast. Uh, their link will be in the description below to this video. Go check them out. Give them all the love and follows and and cookies and candies and cakes and stuff uh, because they're great. Uh, so we'll start with another legendary, uh, which is awesome that we're seeing uh, legendaries uh, from folks other than Fantasy Flight Games, which is really cool. Uh, this is an event. This is a six cost cunning event called change of heart uh it is a gambit whatever that means and you get to take control of a non-leader unit and at the start of the regroup phase its owner takes control of it this card is bonkers full stop tell me why you get to take control of a non-leader unit that's all you need to do so for six for six yeah so in a game right okay so so when you're at six, where, where do you get right? You know, you're, you're, you're getting into ATST territory. You're getting into callous territory. You're getting into Obi-Wan territory. You're getting into, uh, 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 gladiator star destroyer territory. You know, you're getting into stuff like that. You're getting stuff that, that hits hard and does stuff. Imagine taking control of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Now you have a Sentinel on your side of the board. That's crazy. Now imagine taking that sentinel and using it to trade into another high value target that your opponent has. Um and and thereby deleting both units from the field. That's crazy. You're using your opponent's unit against them and removing both of them in the process. It's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. Like I and there's and there's other cards that we're going to see that that sort of fit the bill of things that you would be really excited to have. Uh, in your control, uh, that we're that we're going to get into in a little bit, but like, I it's expensive, but I think this card is gross in a good way. I wish it said take control of a
0: unit and ready it. I mean that would that would be like ridiculously powerful, bonkers. But but um, and it, sh- it would have to cost more than six at that point. But um, I I just don't. I I can't I can't agree with the bonkers take. I I think it's fine, and I think that in in situations it can potentially be tie turning, and so the upside of the card is great, and I do like that aspect of it. Um, but I just think I don't know. It feels kind of easy to play around. Personally, that's kind of how I see it. If you're at six like i I don't know I just I don't know how I feel spending six I mean maybe maybe if you are able to you know if, if there's something five costs that's really impactful too maybe but once you get to six like there's gonna be one target for this that's like matching up value wise you know and if your opponent uses that card first or waits you out to play it or whatever I don't know it just It feels like timing and sequencing of this is going to make or break it.
1: Well, I mean, I think that's true regardless, right? And I think that, you know, if you have this, then you're taking initiative and you're playing it as the first action of the next round so that you can't, your opponent can't just turn that high value target sideways, you know, and and go from there. I think that, you know, there's going to be some really crucial decision points in using this card, which I think is true about any good card. Right? And if your opponent's playing suboptimally to play around change of heart on the chance that you have it, there'll be times when you don't have it. And then you're reaping the benefits of that. So I, I think I think this could be a game-changing card, which is why I like it. Now I'm more willing to go for those sort of, you know, uh home run or strikeout plays than you are, which maybe is why I'm a little more uh, upbeat about this card, but I, I think it's nuts. And and if I'm playing in a, a cutting deck, then I'm definitely giving this card a hard look. If I can, you know, pull it in my in my you know one of one in eight legendary uh, spread.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I mean, we can we can of course uh, agree to disagree on this one. I I think um, I think I'll need to see it in action before I swing to your side. Once, once you you know steal my Obi Wan or my Han Solo or something, then we'll uh, then we'll talk again.
1: <laughs> I was gonna, I was just gonna say, everybody mark this time code when when we actually get cards in hand and I play Change of Heart on one of Corwin's units. Uh, I will put it in a video and we will refer. I'll flash right back to this moment. It's gonna be great. <laughs> I cannot wait. Mostly just because I can't wait to be playing with real cards. But anyway. We'll move on to the other uh, reveal that was given to us by Unlimited, Unlimited, by Unplayable, for Unlimited, very exciting, uh, Lando Calrissian. Now, this is a ground unit that is also six cost uh, for a cunning heroism card. You're getting a fringe official. This is a rare, uh, six attack, five HP. Here's another Saboteur Corwin. Uh, And when played, you can return up to two Friendly resources to their owner's hands. So, when would you use this ability? Let's start right there.
0: I mean, first inclinations are Han Solo, right? I mean, which is thematic. Like, if you're you're running Lando in a Han Solo leader deck, then you might be dropping resources that you don't necessarily want to um, from the top of your deck or whatnot. So... I think um, being able to to return those back if they're cards you need is a pretty good application for it.
1: So let's talk about that for a second because if you use Han Solo's ability um, and he is deployed, so you're you're doing it from the top of the Uh deck instead of your hand, Uh you still have to discard a resource or defeat a resource at the at the start of your next um, uh, action phase. So wouldn't you be putting yourself a resource down if you do that?
0: Yes. Um, but the ability to return, I mean, if you're going to be pulling extra cards off the deck in hand anyway to trigger Han, then being able to recoup those in situations where you need them, I just think is one way to use this. I, I'm not advocating for its strength or its um, you know, game-changing ability, but I, I think that it fits with the spirit of, of the card and the intent.
1: I see it in the reverse, in the sense that I think you use Lando before you use Han. Because if you need to return a car, a resource to your hand, you can supplant that loss with Han's ability. The other thing I'll say is that this is going to be really useful when you have to make a difficult decision early game about what to resource. Oh, you resourced a waylay and that could have come into play a lot earlier. Bring it back. You know, you you resourced something you couldn't afford, but now you can afford it. But you have no way of getting it back. Now you do. You know, I think. Um, you know, I think this Lando is going to work really well in concert with Han, um, but I, I would do it the, the opposite way and and potentially you know get that um you know get that resource back and then just you know defeat you're going to have to defeat something anyway but at least now you're now you're in a spot where you can still pay for stuff yeah
0: yeah i mean it, i'm sure there will be some some tricks some interesting tricks you can pull with this um and certainly once we start to have more support for Mechanics around returning resources, um, you know, that's going to make this pretty interesting. Aside from the ability, I like that he has six attack for six. That feels pretty good. Yeah, Sab- um,
1: Sabatore for six feels real good.
0: Yeah, um, so I, I I do like this card. I think it's probably going to be a bit more niche than some of the other ones, but in a good way. I think it's it's going to encourage some some kind of creative deck building and i like
1: that uh this is your priority target as soon as it hits the field if you're playing against it because yeah the ability in cunning to surprise strike for nine uh completely and utterly unblocked no matter what is nuts uh so this is going to be one of the higher value saboteurs that you're going to find i think and so if this is hitting the table, you gotta get rid of it quick because Yeah, you do not want to take six to the to the face, much less nine, much less whatever else you can do. Uh so this is this is gonna be a real strong. Agreed. All right, let's move on to the smuggling compartment. Now, this is one of two cards that were revealed uh on the Wargamer website. Um, so we'll link that in the description box below. Um, this is probably the less the least exciting of the two. Um, And because you're getting a one-cost, single-aspect cutting upgrade uh, that you attach to a vehicle unit, it gives you plus one, plus one. An attached unit gains on attack, ready, a resource. Useful. Pays for itself um, pretty regularly. Um, Not super sexy.
0: Not super sexy, but very functional. Mm. And another card that I think is a very strong option at one uh, I would play this card even if it, if it didn't give you the plus one plus one to the body. Wow! I just think, yeah, the, the writing a resource on attack is great. I mean, if you're if you're sticking this on something in space and and your opponent's not going to go out there to challenge you, then it's just let's just keep keep, keep writing resources um, multiple turns. Like every this card just exponentially gains value every turn. It can proc that attack ability, so.
1: I like it. I think the Big le- fan. I think the leaders that are gonna like this card are the ones that have abilities that cost money. Because if this is mm-hmm. if this is floating out there, then you can spend all your resources with impunity because you know you're gonna get one back to be able to proc your ability.
0: That's yep, very good application for it. Um you know, it it can probably do some work in a boba deck. Compounding on what Bob already doing with his writing resources, I mean, yeah, you stick this on it. Well, it's too late in the game, I think, for this card if you're sticking it on the fire spray. But, but it could, it could, it could work.
1: Well, you um, you, you pay for yourself right away if you stick it on the fire spray because the fire spray comes in ready.
0: This is true.
1: So, this is true. It's pretty nice. Um,
0: yeah, so I, I I really like this card. I think it's a it's going to be a very good include for cunning. I
1: think I think it's I think it's got some potential, but it's. It may have been overshadowed, I think, by the other card that Wargamer got, which is, of course, the Millennium Falcon. Now, the Millennium Falcon is nuts. Here's another Legendary. This is a three-cost space unit in Cunning and Heroism. You're getting an Underworld Vehicle Transport that's a three-four, which enters play ready. And the caveat is that when you ready cards during the regroup phase, you either pay one resource or return this unit to her owner's hand so whoa <laughs> lots of lots of to unpack from the smuggling compartment uh on the millennium falcon um just before you even get to the regroup phase ability card's great card's fantastic
0: yeah it, it is good and i i think it's even good if you're paying for it to stay out an extra turn you know um i would probably pay 4 for this card if, if that was its base cost so the fact that you have that ability to you know pay to keep it on the field i think it's definitely worth it um you know at least the first time around um so yeah i think i think it's it's definitely very strong and obviously has direct applications with smuggling compartment being able to get that resource right away that you could use to to keep it in in the field
1: how long does falcon stay out before it's too long right so like if this is out for three rounds you're paying six resources for it is that right yeah is that is that a is that too a, much is that a factor
0: yeah too much i think i'm 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 good with it at four uh not so
1: good with it at five definitely don't want it at six so, are, so
0: for me it's yeah. two turns
1: so um after that second round are mm-hmm. you returning it to your hand assuming it hasn't been touched in space
0: well i would have to i guess right Got it. or pay the money well
1: that's and that's sort of what i'm asking it's like you don't you're not you're not eating the cost because because theoretically right if you don't eat the cost and return it to your hand after two rounds then you have to pay three to get it out again. So right. it's, it's this dance of like, when is it really good? When is it not? When is it too much? When is it not? I mean,
0: the other way you can look at it is every turn you're paying one cost for the same exact card. Yeah. But that is contingent. that That's the thing, right? So it's it's during the regroup phase. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's when you ready cards. So that means that you can spend a resource on this card going into next turn mm-hmm. as opposed to having to spend the resource at the end of your turn. And I think that's a very important distinction yep. because if I can pay one for this every turn, um, you know, it's, it's dependent on what's in my hand. But I'm, I'm probably doing that if I'm looking at it just in terms of paying one for this, this, um, this same unit each time, assuming it's been untouched.
1: The other consideration is that, obviously, this has a tremendous synergy with Han Solo to the point where the resource that you are exhausting after you ready cards during the regroup phase can be the one that you defeat with Han Solo's ability at the start of the next action phase. So you'll never be down a resource as long as you're continuously using Han's ability. And, of course, if you're using Han's ability, you get this out ready round one, which is bonkers. Pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> there's a reason it's a legendary, folks. There is a reason. Uh, so this uh, this one, I think, will have um, a lot of people hoping that they pull it in their boxes because it's got some play.
0: Well, it's it's absolutely one of the better space units we've seen to date. It is that much is true, and that's not saying much, mm. Kevin. Quite frankly, but <laughs> nevertheless, um, yeah, it's it's actually it's actually interesting to me that some some of the better space units have been have come out of cunning so far i think this one and i think the fets fire spray are both looking pretty good compared to everything else that we've gotten in space so far so that's interesting
1: i would argue that home one's probably better than fets fire spray well
0: home one is the best one like that's just end of story for me anyway um so that given given that home run home one is the home run we think it is um You know the, the next two I think on
1: the list are these two I, I would also reserve a place for wing leader but that's just because I hate wing leader it always it always messes with me mm. um mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. uh but anyway we'll uh so we're 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 chiseling away at that that opinion that space is bad with you corwin so I'm, I'm I'm happy to see this keep releasing cards like this and sure I'll I'll change my mind well let's well we'll keep going and we'll see what we get let's talk about the homestead militia which is not a space unit this is a ground unit <laughs> uh, and this was revealed by the Holocron Card Hub. Again, link, description. You know the drill by now. Three-cost ground unit, uh, single-aspect command. Uh, you're getting a 3-4 fringe trooper that uh, has the ability, while you control six or more resources, this unit gains Sentinel. I think you're regularly getting to six in command. I don't see that as a, as a big issue. Um. So I think, I mean, this, this falls right into the the sphere of sentinels that you're going to want to play at three costs, right? You've got your cell block guard. You've got your, uh, cloud city wing guard. You've got your, uh, emperor's Royal guard. Again, that's conditional, but you're still, that's still there. You know, this, this, this slots right in there, you know? And if you're, if you're ramping, like you're supposed to in command, there's a really good chance that by the time you get this card, you have, uh, you have six resources. Now, does that mean I'm playing it? No, I'm not. I'm not I'm not playing it. But that's just because I'm stubborn and I like Imperials, especially in command.
0: <laughs> well this one this one doesn't have a, <laughs> a a faction here. It's it can be played on either side. But um I think this card is fine. I I am kind of with you in that it probably doesn't make the cut for me in command. Um I just think that if I draw it early, I just don't want to see it. Yeah. It's I'm resourcing it in my opening hands. Yep. Um, you know, I just, and for that reason, I think it just falls short. It just, I you know, I want to see it later on. And, you know, so maybe it, maybe it's a one of, but I, I don't, I don't think that you can consistently, cause you need the Sentinel. You need the Sentinel mm-hmm. to make it worth it. And I just don't think I can get it consistently enough. So I'm probably passing on this one.
1: I just realized there's a, there's a deceased or, incapacitated otherwise stormtrooper in the background. That's kind of messed up. That's I, it's, this militia I, not be capable of taking out stormtroopers. But anyway, that's uh, that's just a little a little uh, digress that I need to make there. All right, so let's talk about some actual stormtroopers. But kind of, but not really, but kind of uh, we'll talk about it. This is the 97th Legion. Now, this is from a string of cards that were revealed this weekend at TwitchCon. Uh FFG did several uh, Star Wars unlimited streams from TwitchCon, which was great uh, because we got to see a bunch of new cards. We're to go over this one first because it's probably the the worst one and that's not even saying much because I still think this one has some value. You're getting a ground unit for seven resources. You're getting a zero zero single aspect ground unit for seven resources. Why are you paying all that money? Well, I'll tell you. You're getting an Imperial Trooper, which again, I don't understand why this is not villainy but whatever. villainy <laughs> Uh and this unit gets plus one plus one for each resource you control so if you're not taking a discount to play this you're getting a seven seven for seven which for a single aspect it's pretty much on par um i have more of a problem with the fact that this is an ability unit than i do with the ability but i'm gonna be hard pressed to put this anywhere um, unless I'm play, specifically playing a deck that buffs my troopers or buffs my imperials in a way that is meaningful to where he's beyond a seven seven for seven
0: yeah yeah I agree i I just don't think that this card does enough at seven to really justify it personally so i'm 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 leaving it out i know I know Imperials want to go big and tall with um with their commands approach but i don't think this is the card to do it if you're so late in the game that you're at nine or ten fine but at, at at a seven seven i don't think so
1: yeah if it had overwhelm i'd feel a lot better about it
0: but the art yeah is it's just vanilla vanilla ability so i can't
1: yeah i know i no, agreed
0: agreed good art not so good
1: uh uh text <laughs> card text this is gonna be a sick hyperspace card is my prediction so i'm gonna Ooh. revisit that whenever i see like the hyperspace version of this uh so let's continue with bosk uh bosk was also revealed at twitchcon bosk is sick this might be the best art we've seen uh all over the last two weeks that we've been gone um it's probably up there with one other card that we're gonna see in a couple minutes but this Bosk is a five cost Cunning Villainy Ground Unit. Uh, It is an Uncommon. It is a 4-5 Underworld Bounty Hunter. It has Ambush. And, you know, I I talked about events earlier with Cunning. Here's why. When you play an event, you may deal 2 damage to a unit. So far, the best events that we've seen in Star Wars Unlimited have been Cunning Events. Right? You've got Shoot First. You've got Surprise Strike. You've got Waylay. You've got Asteroid Sanctuary. So if you if you eliminate all of those except shoot first this card is still amazing because if you if you give boss the ability to attack for five and do seven damage and not be touched that's amazing that's amazing i i think this card is going to do some serious work in the right deck which right now is probably a boba fett deck
0: yeah yeah, agreed. It's it's, it, it's a Boba Fett deck, and possibly even a Boba Fett deck that's running aggression, too, um, to take advantage of, or compound, that damage that Bosk is doing with his ability. So I think that Bosk is a very good ground unit, and um, I think, yeah, he's definitely a, an auto-include, at least as of right now, in Boba, and I think he is going to be a mainstay for Cunning for some time.
1: You get and, and you just said aggression and it and it and it I don't know why it didn't click until now. It's not just a cunning event.
0: Yeah, it's any event.
1: So you're getting six damage from an open fire.
0: Yes, exactly. This
1: card is insane. This card's this card's awesome. I love it.
0: And there's no cap to it. So like it's anytime you play an event. So if you want to just load up on some of the the, the cheaper ones too, especially with bulba reading resources, I mean, it feels pretty good.
1: I mean. I'm in. I'm in. It's incredible. Uh, sign me up. Except I don't see myself playing a lot of cutting, but that's probably going to change because this card's really good. Uh, all right, so we'll keep going here. We've only got a few left to discuss because uh, again, we were we were gone for a while. Let's talk about Count Dooku. Here we go. Yo, Count Dooku. Okay, this is probably my favorite of the weekend um, because it's a big beefy boy. And uh and he's got some stuff going for him. Alright, so Count Dooku. Rare. First of all. Best one of the best parts about this card is that it's a rare, not a legendary. Could very yeah. easily be a legendary, but it's not, it's a rare. Seven cost uh vigilance villainy ground unit. Okay, so this slots right into my Krennic deck. We'll just let's put that in there. Okay. Five four, <laughs> five attack, four HP. The four is not great. Force separatist Sith. So both both force and Sith is interesting to me. Our first shielded unit. This is shielded. Yes. When you play this unit, give him a shielded shield token. I was I was waiting to see Droidica's Instead, we got Count Dooku. We got the wrong Separatist. Uh, but it's fine, <laughs> because when Dooku comes into play, uh, he has a one played effect. You may defeat a unit with four or less remaining hit points. Yo, Count Dooku is gross. Uh, yes, Count Dooku is gross. This is awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, really good card, I agree. And only only weakness here is the 4 health. That's the only weakness I really see with this card. Um, if he was 5, yeah, top tier. But I think the 4 probably balances him a little bit more. Um, and I think... Well, let me ask you, Kevin. So we've seen now, um, over the past two weeks, we've seen some really good, unique characters come in at 7. We've seen Dooku... We've seen Mace, and then we obviously have Han Solo from before. So, where are you leaning right now, with a, a, your your Imperial bias aside? yeah. Where are you leaning right now on on the big the big iconic seven cost characters? Mace
1: is third, and I never thought I'd say that. Interesting, because Mace is really good, but I think Mace is third. I think Dooku is second. I think Han's first. Han's ability to consistently delete things without being touched can't be understated. And you force yourself to have to run into Han Solo, and he's doing six back two, right? Now, I think it's very close because this Dooku acts as a mini takedown as soon as it's played. And then it can be defeated by takedown, but it can't be defeated by open fire until you remove the shield. So, right. So that shield protection is what makes this viable at four HP. Because if it didn't have yeah. that, if it didn't have that, it's not, it's not good. I mean, well, it's, it's, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be
0: nearly the card that it is. It's it good.
1: It's not great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. it's. I mean, the the ability to defeat something. When played is still good. I don't know that it's seven cost good. I think that's a. I think that becomes a six. You know what I mean? If that, if that, um, yeah. You know, if that's shielded isn't. Yeah,
0: bad. yeah, I agree. That's that's how you would probably balance it. Well, um, he's, he's
1: definitely got some survivability, and like again, the only thing you're really worried about here is takedown. At least at this point. Mm-hmm. So, or another which or, or is another Dooku. Yeah.
0: Which is a threat. Yeah, yeah. that four. That four is definitely becoming a threshold number. It is. It for is. health on a character. And so anytime I see that, I'm going to be like, hmm, eyebrows raised. Yeah. Um, which is why I think I give Mace the edge. But I think it's very close between yeah. these two. They're both really, really good cards.
1: Yep. Yep. I, I'm excited to play Dooku. I, again, it, it it hurts me a little bit that this card ended up on a Separatist and not on an Imperial, but I know. Mm. Da- I know. Down the line, separatists are going to be awesome. Mm. So, uh, yeah. I mean, we'll just we'll have to see how good Duku is moving forward. And you know, I I have very very high hopes uh, for for Duku. Uh, I have decently high hopes for the next two cards, despite the fact that they're in heroism. So we'll <laughs> we'll start with the one again. We'll start with the one that's uh, just a bit less exciting. Bright hope. This is a space unit for four costs. Uh, command heroism. You're getting a 2-6 Rebel Vehicle Transport with Sentinel, which is great. And then when played, you may return a friendly non-leader ground unit to its owner's hand if you do draw a card. Uh, I think both of these abilities are really good. I think the fact that you're getting a Sentinel with 6 HP for 4 is incredibly good. I think, Corwin, this may be The closest on curve space card that we've seen to this point. Like you're getting all this for four.
0: Well, I still I still think home one, even at eight, is oh well, yeah. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But um, but yes, I like this card a lot. And so space is in these last two cards we've seen with Falcon in this one, definitely redeeming itself. Um but yes, I, I think having a six health sentinel in space is really good, especially because the space units just naturally, as we've seen, aren't just going to pack as much punch um, unless you're playing a you know a big guy out there. So he he's going to take a couple hits for you before anybody's getting to your base in space, and I think that is really valuable. Um, and and I like. Yeah, I like the wind plate effect as well, especially if you know, you've know you got a unit that's maybe damaged quite a bit and you want to keep in the field or has an, a different wind plate effect that you would want to re-up. Um, just, yeah, a lot of applications for that. Um, and you get a card draw out of it. So, I yeah, I, I think this is a, a very, very good space unit.
1: I'm trying to remember... If if there's only if there's more than just the home one, which we've discussed at length, and relentless that can take this out in one hit. The only other one might be Fett's fire spray. No, Fett's fire spray cannot do it. Confirmed. So of all the space units that we've seen to this point, the only two that can take this out in one hit are. What eight cost or more?
0: Yeah, home one and relentless. Yeah. So eight and nine.
1: And you're getting yep. this, and you're getting this for four. That's awesome. Yep. That's,
0: that's a, what I'm saying.
1: A, yeah. Right. It's a, there's a reason that Bright Hope is unique because you, if you had more of these, I mean, your, your opponent is just giving up on space at that point. It's and then, <laughs> and then not to mention the ability to return a ground unit to your hand and draw a card. Yes. so you can use that to heal a unit you can use that to re, uh, re-up on an ambush um this is great with leia my goodness uh, the ability to re-exhaust something fantastic um and it, it's good with leader Leia too because it's a rebel you know like mm-hmm. that's nuts but let me ask you this this is a two6 mm-hmm. how would you feel if it was a three seven with ambush
0: in- ambush instead
1: of sentinel. No, with sentinel. Oh, um, obviously a lot better. <laughs> a lot better. Well, that's what you get with Wedge Antilles. Now, already this—you uh, know—we're putting this up in the uh, in the top tiers, the upper echelons of artwork in the game, because when when this cool. comes out for hyperspace, it's going to be insanity. Oh my gosh! Yeah, fantastic, so fantastic. <laughs> Wedge Antilles five cost ground unit now it's a ground unit which is interesting but uh you're getting a uh, a five cost a uh, command heroism rebel just a rebel not a pilot not a just a rebel for five costs, you're getting that you're getting a 5 5 it's 5 attack 5 hp and each friendly vehicle unit gets plus 1 plus 1 and gains ambush so again your your bright hope that you just played for 4 is now a 3-7 with ambush and sentinel and can do all that other stuff. Uh Wedge Antilles for a rare. Love it. Sign really me up. Really good card.
0: Yeah. Really good card. Yeah. Would happily pay five for Wedge. Um and yeah, just fits the bill of what it feels like Hero Command is trying to do in space. Um I mean. Yeah, just just having having the ability to obviously beef up vehicles is actually going to be something interesting. But then giving ambush on top of that, um, yeah, it just just definitely feels like a, a really strong include in a deck that's trying to leverage its space advantage. Um, and yeah, the the five costs, you know, he's he's going to stick around a little bit too at at five HP. So um, definitely feel like wedge is a very, very strong option for Rebel Command or Hero Command so far.
1: Now that plus one plus one does a little bit more to get these space units on on curve. What are we thinking? We still we still yeah, down but... on space?
0: <laughs> well yeah I mean relative to ground, yes, of okay. course. All right. Um All right. but it's it does seem like between wedge um obviously Bright Hope, which we just talked about, we've been talking about home one during this episode. Uh, we can't forget about Admiral Akbar. These are cards that Hero Command has access to, which are starting to form a, kind of an interesting little archetype here. And I think with enough support, those those ships could do a lot of work. <laughs> they could really, really make a, a formidable threat out in space to to deal with. Um, what I think, you know, I think to date. Uh, outside of the big the big sh- uh, the big home one ship, Imperials just have better space units at this point. Um, and so hopefully now, with some of these others that we're seeing, um, Falcon and Bright hope today, we're starting to tip the scales a little bit more, but or balance the scales a little bit more. but yeah, I, I think I don't know. i I like where this is going is what I'm saying. I like where where they're going with the with the the Hero Command kind of um, space arena strategy, and we'll be eager to see more.
1: I don't know that I agree with you that that Villainy has better space units. Uh, Well, maybe Villainy does because it has Fett's Fire Spray, but I don't know that Imperials have a better space repertoire than Rebels. Because if you think about it, Alliance X-Wing outclasses TIE Fighter. Uh Tide Interceptor mm-hmm. outclasses Alliance X-Wing, but if they trade, then it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um Wing Leader probably outclasses uh uh, uh Tide Advanced. So it has the that has the advantage there. Mm-hmm. Home one is better than Relentless. Um and then I I mean <laughs> there's definitely a world in which Bright Hope is better than Gladiator Star destroyer. You know, it doesn't do as much damage, mm-hmm. but I mean, I think, I think based on our reactions here, I'd rather have bright hope than I would gladiator and you're paying two less for it. So I don't know. I, I I don't know that I can agree with that just yet. What I do know is that I need a wedge for Imperials. It doesn't, Mm. I mean, I don't know if it's Baron fell. I would love a Baron fell. Oh my gosh. I would play so much Baron fell. It'd be gross. Sorry. I got a (laughs) little carried away. Um, I don't know if it's Baron fell. I don't know if it's Sienna re I don't know who it is but I need some units to buff up my Imperial space units and I need more Imperial space units I need TIE bombers. I need TIE advanced. I need oh, I have a TIE advanced. uh I need Vader's TIE is what I need. I need you know give me give me all the TIE fighters give me more Star Destroyers. Just just load me up. What what and I I said this Several episodes ago, like where we were just starting out and we were talking about our wish list for Star Wars Unlimited. What I want uh is I want the ability to have a space focused strategy. You know? I want to be able to field a fleet of Imperial ships and not be punished for it because they're not as good as ground units. So I don't know what it's gonna take to get to that point. But I know right now, at least in my estimation, rebels are closer to that than Imperials are, and it makes me sad.
0: Yeah, I think in terms of the way that the space units are gelling together, I think it's true that we've seen more support on that for rebels to this point. Um, But I do think that some of the smaller ships on the Imperial side, they 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 pack a decent punch compared to their Rebel counterparts, and so I still want to see how that dynamic plays out um but i just come back to what i was saying. i mean i just really like the direction that uh rebel green is going here in space and i definitely want to explore that further
1: well i I still have hope because it may not be a bright hope but i still have hope.
0: it's gonna ask you is it a bright hope yeah
1: (laughs) i I hate that we were on the same same wavelength on that one i still have hope because we still have 135 cards left to be spoiled uh, I did the math in my head. Be proud of me. <laughs> um, but it'll be 134 at least by the time this episode comes out. And by the time you lovely listeners and viewers have consumed this content if you've made it this far uh, it may be even less than 135. So I'm just going to say we have more than 100 cards still to go. We have more than half of Spark of Sparkle Rebellion still to be revealed. So maybe my hopes for having a Space Armada uh to the point where I don't have to go play armada uh is are yet to be realized. Um but that's it. Those are the the deluge of Star Wars unlimited card reveals that we have had at our disposal um throughout the last couple weeks. The the excitement just keeps building because not only are we getting these awesome new cards, but now stores are starting to take pre-orders and reservations mm-hmm. for Star Wars unlimited. And I've got a couple local stores that I'm going to be getting product from Super excited Uh, I'm looking to start some tournaments and get some weekly plays going so It almost doesn't feel like the game's still four and a half months away Even though it is and that saddens me deep in my soul Um, but you know with this steady stream of reveals and with the anticipation just building and building it's gonna be it's gonna be quite the wave of awesomeness Come March first the pre-release weekend,
0: unquestionably. And so I, I'm with you. I'm definitely feeling it. And as we see more and more cards, and start to think more and more about different concepts and combinations and themes and everything that goes into deck building, I don't have to tell you this, Kevin, as someone who's always theory crafting. Um, yeah, it's 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 exciting just to see what the possibilities are and and how how creative we can get. So, um, love seeing some of these, I think some of these cards that we talked about today are just some of the more thought provoking ones. I think that, that we've seen to this point. And, um, that's what I'm excited about to just keep, keep having those, those conversations and, um, and continue to explore just how much this set can really do.
1: Well, you said it. And, uh, and I think we're gonna, we're gonna use that as our, uh, as our final point for the night because we've uh, we've taken up more than an hour of our generous uh, viewers and listeners time um so thank everybody so much for listening and for watching um and for continuing to support us on our channel um we're really 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 excited uh, for the game to come out so we can start doing a a variety of other things uh, we've got some stuff in the works already and we're gonna you know you know we're gonna we're gonna keep building this channel the best we can we're gonna keep talking about the game because we enjoy it and it's fun first and foremost. Um, but, you know, it's it's fun to, it's fun to talk about. It. It's also fun to interact with all of you. So if you have any thoughts on some of these cards, go ahead and drop them in the comments below. Uh, go ahead and leave a like on the video if you enjoyed this content. And if you're new to the channel, please feel free to hit subscribe. Uh, that helps us out a lot. Uh, and we're, you know, we're excited to keep getting closer and closer and closer to Star Wars Unlimited. So that's going to do it for us. For my brother Corwin, I'm Kevin, signing off. Have a great day.